Welcome back to another episode of the Supporting Local with Karis podcast. I'm Karis Saunders and today we're chatting to Angela from Gold and Browns. They do the most delicious luxury artisan brownies and they're all gluten free. In this episode, we spoke about how she started in retail management, how she experiments with different local flavours, including Dulce and Yellowman, as well as her fab Baker's Choice boxes. So let's get chat to her. I'm Angela, I'm the person behind the company. To give a wee bit of background to myself, where it all come from, I graduated with a degree in hotel and tourism management and with the intention of going into tourism. After graduating, I found that I needed managerial experience to get any of the jobs that I was looking at. So I um, went into retail management with the intention of maybe two, three years to get the experience and find that day-to-day working, I end up 20 years in retail experience or retail management. It was through COVID that um, I was furloughed and actually had the opportunity to reflect back on what I wanted to do, realised, you know, retail management was never the dream. And that's when I actually got the opportunity to think about running my own business, setting up. So that's where Golden Browns had originally come from. Yes, it's myself and my husband have been actually very fortunate. He has his own business, so he's self-employed. So he has been such a support, helping, giving ideas and keeping steering me in the right direction as well. The idea for Golden Browns come through during COVID. One of my sisters had a big birthday. During that stage, we couldn't meet up, we couldn't do anything, it was a lockdown. So we had, me and a couple of the other sisters had purchased a handbag for a designer bag, but I had wanted something personable because we couldn't have the big birthday party and go out celebrate. I wanted to get her something that she knew that we cared, looked online, searched online, couldn't find anything that was what I was looking for. And that's when I thought, you know, there's nothing out there. And that's when the concept come about of something that's on the lower budget, you know, the 20, 25 pound budget that is personable. And that's why I do the handwritten cards, the gift wrap, the homemade, like who doesn't like chocolate? Because it was COVID, you couldn't meet up. Um, and it was so that chocolate brownies you could post. So it was something that was homemade, there was thought, and it's just taken off. It's been, you know, so many people have purchased and bought into the idea and fabulously brilliant. No, it's amazing. And I love that you were kind of a little lockdown business. And it's funny, you know, almost having that time to look back, you were like, this isn't what I want to do. So have you always enjoyed baking or was it kind of, as you say, just looking for another gift that wasn't out there? I have baked. I have always baked. The first two years of my degree, I actually studied in Port Rush. I lived up in Port Rush. And I went to the catering college. So I do have a bit of a background to the kitchen as such. I find being in the kitchen and baking is like I turn the music up and it's actually just my space. So I I do enjoy it. I find something that I just love doing, having your own business, having your own ideas, being able to think of something and think, you know what, we can do this. Originally, it was really nerve-wracking thinking, what am I going to do? Do you know, how do you go about doing this? And I actually had, while I was on furlough, contacted the Go For It programme. So that's how I started out, was through the Go For It programme in the local council, and they've been amazing with their support. So, yeah, I have had a wee bit of a background in bacon, but nothing major, do you know, such. Yeah. 
So do you remember back whenever you started what the first kind of flavour was that you started with? Like did you just stick with standard chocolate or did you start experimenting with flavours straight away? First of all, I had worked around different recipes. So it was all chocolate. It was all the double chocolate um, brownie that we offer now. It was one of the first flavours. I had um, experimented with local flavours as well. Um, go down the Irish whiskey, yellow man. I would do them occasionally like but it would have been the chocolate and my family and friends end up being the testers. So I'm sure they at one stage were up seeing chocolate. <laughs> it was try this one, try that one, which one's better, you know, and they had degraded them. So it would be the first one was the double chocolate brownie and then the triple chocolate. And then it's just different ideas. Chocolate goes with so many things. There's so many like opportunity for the chocolate. So that's where different flavours have come from. It's just trial and error. Sometimes you try something with chocolate and you find that the chocolate's too strong a taste. It overpowers the flavour that you're trying. So they get ditched and we move on then. So uh, it's not a bad job testing out chocolate. Yes, absolutely. And I know that your brownies are incredible because I've had them at the Seinfeld market and the Tedbury market every time I see you I'm like I need to get some I need them and they are so so delicious so what's the process like as you said you know you have lots of flavors out at the minute which is so exciting so how do you kind of come up with new flavors is it just lots of testing or would you kind of almost see if there's a gap in the market or just find almost random ingredients and try and work it in? It would be maybe a little bit selfish in some of the flavours that I pick or because I like, I love hazelnuts. Yeah. You know, the likes of my chocolate orange, it's because chocolate orange is just the dream team. You know, you, you can't go far wrong with it. With a gap in the market, I find a lot of the brownies out there would use like Terry's chocolate orange where... Yeah. Um, one of the things, the concept that I had had was everything would be natural um, ingredients. So I would use a zest of orange. Um, it's like the roasted hazelnuts. I roast the hazelnuts. So it's not that I put in any artificial everything. I make the chocolate brownie and add the incorporate the flavours then as well. But it would be sometimes I see things and think that would be nice. The raspberry and white chocolate is now that the summer's coming about and thinking raspberries, fruit, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where those come from, the sharpness of the raspberry against the sweetness of the white chocolate. But a lot of the time I may have an idea and think it will work. And then when I try it, it doesn't. So trial and error and then flavours that I like. And then I do see things and think, do you know what, I could try that. How could I incorporate that into the brownies? Amazing. What would an average day look like for you then, Angela? Probably no two days are exactly the same. It would probably start on a weekday, the alarm goes up at seven. Um, now, market days would be slightly different. It could go off at any time from five o'clock, depending on where I'm at. If the alarm is set for anything later than that, I have a wee cat and she comes and she taps me on the face. She knows the time. So at seven o'clock, she will be up to tap me like I think you've slept in. Down, me and my husband would have breakfast and then the day starts with I hand cut all the brownies. So I would be cutting and boxing all the brownies that I've baked the previous day. And then straight to the post office, if it's a corporate gift, sometimes they would be delivered. So I'd deliver them to the corporations. Then I would come home and it would be emails, administration, catching up, communication with everybody. 
then I would um, print off my orders and then start to bake them for the orders to break the next day. And on top of that, then you have everything being small business. I don't have employees, so I do everything. So you think you have a plan for the day, but something can then take you off in a totally different direction. And then bookkeeping in there, you have so much stuff to do. So the long days, but sure. it's you love doing it. It's not really work, is it? No, absolutely. So do you know what your proudest achievement has been since you started? Like you mentioned corporate, so maybe getting a really big corporate order or getting into so many markets, like what would be the thing you're most proud of? I'm so proud of quite a lot. This may sound strange. Probably one of the proudest um, moments was our moral show last year. Yeah. We had only started a couple of months before it and I had actually been working full time as well as setting up Golden mm-hmm. Browns and then go back to work. Actually, this group of guys were going by and one of them says, oh, there's Golden Browns, I can't believe it. They need to get their brownies. And at that point, I thought, Golden Browns, they know who I am. Yeah. And at that point, I just thought, Golden Browns is a brand. You kind of forget that people see you online and it just felt so amazing for somebody to actually recognize the brand. And that was the first time I'd heard it in a private place, somebody actually saying Golden Browns, like they knew the brand. And it just absolutely made my day. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Couldn't believe it. Loved it. Oh, that's so sweet. Where does the name Golden Browns come from then? Well, it was actually just a play on words. We sat down, myself and my husband, and we had a notepad, and it was what we would call the company. And we had wanted luxury. That, that was yeah. always what we had thought of. So then gold was initially perfect for something luxurious. And then it was what would go with gold. And we had a couple of different words. And then we thought brines felt like a surname, you know. And that's where it come from. It was literally sitting for hours on the end with the notepad and pen thinking, <laughs> right. And then when we actually, one of us said it, we were like, do you know what? That, that could work. That rhymes, do you know? And that's where it come from. And then after that, it was just getting the logo and, do you know, the website. Oh, those months leading up to setting up, do you know, and launching the business, they were such a good time. Do you know, I was on furlough and you had so much time to think things through and it was just getting everything together. Amazing. Do you know what the biggest challenge is that you've faced so far in your brownie journey? The biggest challenge that I've faced um, is actually getting packaging that was perfect for the brownies. And it took absolute weeks, if not months, of trying to find a supplier in my head, what I had envisaged for somebody receiving the letterbox brownies, the postal brownies, was someone receiving them and opening them up, like you would open a box of chocolates and having that wow factor where yeah. you lift the lid, you have the smell of the Belgian chocolate, and it is a gift. And then any of the boxes I could find, the packaging, it was more craft boxes rather than this wow factor. And then it was eventually... I thought I'm searching perhaps wrong and I actually put in a search for chocolate boxes and that's when I found the perfect box that fitted the exact near enough the exact measurements I had wanted and at that time just straight away I just knew it contacted the company they were a small company 
um, so easy to work with. But that was my biggest challenge was finding packaging. And it was something that I hadn't ever thought would be so difficult. But so, so was. <laughs> it is funny. I think the struggles that you can face and it's something almost as a customer you wouldn't think of. But as you're saying, you literally spent months trying to get it and make it all perfect because that's what you want whenever you're starting your business. Like you want everything to be perfect. And I'm glad you yeah. got sorted now, though. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so just going back to your flavours again, apologies. So I know you do your baker's choice. So talk to me about that different option on your website. We got asked quite a lot for mixed boxes. But starting out being so small, to do a mixed box, um, you would have to bake all the different flavours that you would put into it. Mm -hmm. One of the things, again, went back to the concept of what I had wanted, that your order would be baked fresh to order. So when you go on the website and you click what you want, then that's your order through and I'll bake it that day for you and it's dispatched. So it's dispatched within two working days from when you click the button. Mm -hmm. So people can click on the baker's choice and if you were gifting it to someone else, it takes the responsibility of what flavour, first of all. So they could get absolutely any flavour or it could be a mixed box. You know, if I get enough of them in at the same time, then I love doing mixed boxes. So it was just a wee bit of fun. You know, it was something different you do get the mixed boxes through it then but also it just takes that responsibility because I know people sit there and think what would you like what would he like and just click the baker's choice you get a wee surprise (laughs) (laughs) I know because there's so many flavors that just look and I know you know from my own experience like just are incredible so I think I would have to be like baker's choice I can't pick you know (laughs) or I need to get trays of all of them like oh they're so good we do get the baker's choice through quite a bit but that's why it was just you know if you can't decide just click on the baker's choice (laughs) and you'd be surprised what comes (laughs) so do you have any exciting things coming soon whether it's you know coming up in spring or maybe coming up later in the year you can give a sweet teaser for I have I actually have a new range coming out amazing um I had done through Innovate NI um, and was awarded a silver innovation accreditation wow. for it. So this is coming out. Um, it's in work in progress at the moment. So it's being developed in the kitchen and then I'm going to launch it. I would say it'll probably be about eight to 12 weeks away. Then. So it would be, we're just under the year old. So it'll be coming out just after our anniversary then as such one year anniversary so so exciting just keep an eye out can't really say much more at the moment but I'm excited I cannot wait to see what you've got in the pipeline and we'll be counting down the weeks until we can see and hopefully taste it very soon so obviously as you said your business isn't even one yet which is mad um but do you have any idea where you'd like to be in the future do you know say like four or five years time what would be the big dream for golden browns the big dream would be probably to keep developing the brand. The whole thing with Golden Browns is it's homemade, it's hand-cut, everything's artisan about it. So I wouldn't want to lose that. Probably need more people to help. Yeah. So that would be, and probably look towards maybe like a shop front. No idea at the moment exactly what that would look like. But at the moment, we do online via the website, we do the artisan markets and we do corporate gifting. Mm -hmm. So 
a shock front would be the ending step up, but I don't know exactly. But it would just be to continue growing the brand, continue you know, this journey. It's been amazing. Very exciting. Yes, so what markets do you do? Because I know I think you're regulars over at the Saturday St. Field Market and then obviously you were up at the Tedbury Market a wee while ago as well. We would do the naturally north coast and glens. So they would generally be at the Ballycastle seafront. So they'll really kick in now. The summer months are coming in. We would do Korean speciality markets yeah. on the Saturdays. And we do the same field. We would do Antrim, the junction with urban markets as yeah. well. So originally, artisan markets wasn't the way we were intending the company to go, but it gives us an opportunity to get out and chat to people. It gives us feedback. You were asking about flavours, the amount of suggestions you get, you know, from people coming up and chatting to you. And it was through, like, chatting to ones before we even launched the company that we come gluten-free, you know, because we find such a big need um, in the market. So absolutely love doing the markets. And it just otherwise, I think originally I thought it would be online, you know, it would all be letterboxes. But getting out and speaking to people, it just breaks it up, you know, it breaks your week up as well. So that would be the major markets that we would do then. Amazing. Yeah, because I'm sure it can be quite lonely. Do you know if you're baking away and your husband's working on his business, it might be quite lonely. But whenever you're out to the market, like you have each other and you're meeting all these customers. And as you said, like it's a nice day out as well. Well, this is it. It's just a good vibe. Do you know, and anybody that comes to the artisan markets is up for a chat, do you know, and they want to know about your journey. They want to know about your product. You can get talking about it all. And it does, it breaks up your week because if you're in the kitchen or you're doing admin, you're kind of, you're on your own. So this is just a fun day out. (laughs) (laughs) And as you mentioned about flavours or you get all your flavour suggestions, have you ever thought of anything like, I don't know if it would work at all. Do you know something a wee bit wacky like Turkish Delight or something? I haven't thought of Turkish Delight, but then that would be a selfish thing. I don't like Turkish Delight. <laughs> <laughs> I actually tried with Dulce. It was okay. when I was trying um, local projects yeah. and somebody and they says, oh, it would be amazing. I tried it, tried it on the family, but no, there was no takers. I don't know. It, it didn't go down too well. It's the least <laughs> favourite. So, yeah, sometimes we can just hit and miss them. So I'm always looking for suggestions. If anybody's got suggestions, I take them. <laughs> I'll leave the Dawson movies to stick to the yellow man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just to finish up then, what would be your favourite local business? That would be so difficult. It goes back to the artisan markets because you meet yeah. so many artisans. Um, you end up leaving the market with probably nearly as much produce from other people as what you've made that day because you just go around and buy, you know, spoils you with the food and the craft. Going local business, I'd probably actually say Shrink Coach in Ballymena, Estelle okay. Wallace. And the reason I would say is Estelle has been so brilliant to my brand. Um, she has championed it from the day dot and she has given me so much guidance and mentoring. She's a really strong businesswoman, you know, real good head on her shoulders. So I would say strength coach would be my favourite business. Um, oh, but that again would be from a selfish point of view <laughs> that she, she has championed me. She's been like a cheerleader. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so sweet. And just before we go then, Angela, tell me a little bit about your husband's business. What does he do? Because you mentioned it at the start. Adrian does architecture. So his business is art design. So if you're ever in the need to get a house designed or renovated, he's your man. Um, So he's been doing it for 20 years or so. So, um, And that's why he's so good at telling me what I need to do when I need to do it. (laughs) Keeping me on the right tracks. So he can help you build the house and then you can help fill it with all these delicious brownies. Exactly. It's a match made in heaven. (laughs) Well, Angela, thank you so much for coming on today. It was so, so lovely to chat to you. Thank you for inviting me to chat. It's been great. Isn't Angela so lovely? As usual, if you want to go over and have a little nosy at the delicious brownies, all links are in the description, as well as links to other podcast episodes, so do go over and have a little nosy. And while you're there, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you could go over, give us a little waiting review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Let me know what you think and who you want me to chat to next, and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode.